Jesus, it is Jesus, it is Jesus. There is no greater name, there is no sweeter name than the name of Jesus. There is none like our God. He is able to deliver evermore. He's forever calling on you and me. Praise God. He will heal the broken hearts. He will set the captives free. He's able to do, as the Bible said, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask to think of Him. Amen. He's a friend that stick closer to a brother. He is the Almighty God. He is the bread of life. He is the comforter, the doorway. Amen. The everlasting life. The faithful one. The holy God of Israel. The indwelling spirit. It is Jesus. He is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the master. He's the name that's above every name. He's the omnipresent spirit. The prince of peace. The quickening spirit. The rose of Sharon. He is our Savior. He is the truth. He is the unleavened bread. Amen. He's our victor. He is the word made flesh. Amen. He is our expectation. He is our yoke. He is our zeal. All you need is Jesus. And you can find him this very hour. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. What a mighty God. He is so good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Woo! He's worthy of your praise. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. We want to get right into our lesson and see if we can try to figure to finish up. Hopefully, everybody got next month lesson. Amen. We're going to be starting next year. We're going to be talking all year about being overcomers. And next month, we're going to start out with... Uh, the lesson uh, on self, overcoming self, would be our first lesson. But tonight, we're still talking about Christian soldiers. And hopefully, uh, the 12 lesson, the 12 memory verses you have memorized for the year, the lessons you have received, all the instructions and uh, preaching and teaching and everything is, is helping us all to grow in Christ. That's the overall goal, as you well know, is our purpose is that you might walk worthy of the Lord. Unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And so at the end of this year, I pray that you have increased somehow in some way in something in God that's going to keep you running this race, uh, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Praise God. And so that's the overall goal here. And as our vision states, amen, is, amen, that you might be a divine church of leader, divine leadership of spiritual growth, amen, for everyone. Is we want to be God's leaders. We want to work in the kingdom of God. So we've been talking about rejoicing and the Lord. Amen. Rejoicing. Christian soldiers in rejoicing. Now last week we was talking about rejoicing in fellowship. And we looked at some passages of scriptures. Amen. And, and we was talking about it. Amen. And we was looking about the importance of rejoicing and fellowship. And this is what God desires is we, we need to have fellowship with Him. Amen. You, you, if you don't have fellowship with Christ, you're not going to know Him. 
Paul says, oh, that I might know him, Philippians 3.10, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering that I may be conformable to his death, that by any means I may obtain to that which I am also apprehended of. Amen. We want to be in fellowship with Christ constantly. This is part of your daily devotion. Amen. You should start your day with prayer. Amen. And a time spent with God. You have to learn how to manage your time so that God gets first priority. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else you have need of shall be added unto you. Paul says in Romans 14, 17, he said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink as you suppose, but is righteousness, joy, and peace, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you want to seek God first. Amen. From you, for you, you start your day from the time you get up. The first thing you want to do is offer the sacrifices of praise. Hebrews th- uh, 15, 17, amen, 13, 15, excuse me, says, amen, let us offer continually the sacrifices of praise, continue with the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto his name. We want to continue to praise God, amen. And the more you find that you are in communion with God and fellowshipping with God, you're going to grow in God because you're going to know him. Amen. You want to pray. You want to seek God for the gifts of the Spirit. Paul says in Romans uh, 12, he says, amen. Now, there's diversities of gift, but the same Spirit. He says the one is the word of wisdom, the other word of knowledge, and another, you know, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings, and discernments, and faith, and tongues, and interpretations of tongues, and prophecy. You want to be in operation, amen, you being used by God in the gifts to edify the body of Christ. And you want to be able to hear that voice. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice and I am known of them. You want to learn how to spend quality time with God. You want to have a relationship and fellowship with him so that you can come boldly to the throne of grace, the writer of Hebrews says, and find help in the time of need. When you're going through things in your life, when trials, circumstances, situations are facing you, you want to be able to say, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and I can stand up, he will stand upon the earth. Amen. You need to be able to go to God with confidence that he hears you. As Peter says, you want to be able to cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he careth for you. Amen. So when you're in fellowship, and last week we was talking about fellowshipping with the Lord, and we was talking about once we come into this fellowship with Christ, it's more than just fun and talking and, and things. It's about sharing the Word of God as well. When we're having fellowship, we should be able to walk away edified because in those, through the Word of God, Paul says in Romans 15, 4, we find hope. So when we're in fellowship with one another and we're talking, yes, we can have conversations about many things, but it should be a point to where we learn to listen to say, what does saith the Lord? What does the Word of God says to bring about some edification and strength and power to those that are in the presence? We see through Scripture that when they was in fellowship, others came into the fellowship and they began to hear the Word of God. Their heart was pricked 
And they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter says, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you, your children, and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. 3,000 people on day one came into the fellowship. And what happened? Amen. They was born again of the water and the spirit. We see in Luke chapter 19, as Jesus is on his way to the cross, there was a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus desired to see Jesus. He got up into a sycamore tree, and as Jesus came unto the sycamore tree, amen, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at your house. And he went into the house of Zacchaeus, amen, and as they began to have fellowship in the house of Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus began to repent. He says, Lord, if I have did wrong to any, I will restore fourfold. I give half of my goods and I restore fourfold. And the Lord said, say, wow, today if salvation came to this house, amen, notice they was in fellowship. And usually that's what transpires, is when you're talking about the goodness of the Lord and you're dealing with the things of God, amen, people begin to see their error, they begin to see their own wrongs, and they see that they need to make changes in their lives, and that's what God desires of everyone, amen, in the body of Christ to transpire, amen, to bring about changes, amen. We see in Acts 16, Paul goes down, amen, to uh, Macedonia, and he's down there, amen, and, he, and all of a sudden they go out by the ocean to uh, where prayer is being wrought, and Lydia and her household uh, hears them talking, amen, and Lydia says, hey, if I have found faith or whatever, I'm paraphrasing it. She said, you guys come to my house. So they go to Lydia's house, and next thing you know, her whole household is being baptized. Amen. And notice, amen, they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. And that's the important. We want to make sure that we are rejoicing in fellowship. Amen. Good, solid fellowship. Amen. Uh, you, you have to be sensitive. You know, you want to be able to hear and be able to impart wisdom. This is why you need to pray constantly and ask God to give you the words of wisdom, give you the words of knowledge, give you the words of understanding so that you are able to impart his will to those that ask you of the hope that is in you. People's lives today are turned upside down in so many different ways, but you have the answer. You have the hope. You are now the anointed ones. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearts, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, Luke 4, 18 to 19. So you want to have that same anointing and spirit for the same purpose. That's why you have been called out of darkness to the marvelous as light to bring others into the revelation and the knowledge of the truth of who Jesus Christ is. And it starts with you learning how to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. Number four on your paper, we want to rejoice and sacrifice sins for the cause. Amen. When we think about sacrifice for the cause, Paul writes to the church at Philippi in chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. 
He says, yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. Amen. It should be an excited thing, anybody that you lead to Christ. Amen. You should have joy about that. Amen. We should be overwhelmed with the idea of being able to be a part of the cause. Amen. The cause to preach the gospel to the whole world. Amen. That's why when missionaries and we take offerings and all this thing, you know, at the beginning of the year, when Sister Parker hand you that sheet and she identifies all the offerings that will be taken for the year, all of it is for the cause to preach the gospel. It doesn't stay here. Amen. It goes, amen, out to go everywhere. Now, if all of us sitting here must realize that somebody brought us the gospel. Somebody sacrificed for the cause for somebody else to go preach the gospel. And we should be excited in the same way. We should not forget what God has done for us. Amen. We should not forget what others has done for us. We should be excited about being a part of the cause to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. I know I have unsaved loved ones. And, and man, I'm telling you, I get excited when I, when Brother Drake told me that he was starting a church in my hometown where I grew up. Amen. In North Carolina. Cause my whole family is there. Amen. And I know they're not saved. Amen. And and so when he says he was starting a church in my hometown, to me that was an answered prayer for by me because as soon as I got saved, I start praying, God send someone there that can save my family and preach the truth of this gospel. And so whatever he needs, I'm willing to sacrifice for that cause for them to hear the gospel message. And this is what we should be excited that when mission or somebody uh, comes by and and we're asking, you know, and we're saying, hey, we want to support these individuals because we never know who's going to come around the block. Amen. If you stop and think, I was saved in Germany. It would have never was in my portfolio to be on the other side of the world to get saved. Amen. But God saw fit to have someone there for the cause. Amen. So I could hear the truth of the gospel. And so now I rejoice, amen, that that point was there for me. And you should be excited about giving to the cause of God. You should not hold back. You should be praying right now. You should be be excited. You should, when you get that sheet of paper from Sister Parker, you should automatically be on your face before God, saying, God, what would you have me to do? Don't lean to your own understanding. I've seen it so many times that when it comes to time to give in. People lean to their own understanding. They say, oh, I can only give two bucks. Oh, I can only give 50 cents. I can only give this. We walk by faith and not by sight. If you pray and God tells you what to do, He will supply all your need according to His riches and glory. You should be willing to give your very best for the cause. Amen. To see someone and say, how much do you think your salvation was worth? How much, if you had to put a price tag on what God has done for you, what would you do? Amen. 
Look at Psalms 116, verse 12. Psalms 116, verse 12. Well, look at what David said here. Psalms 116, verse 12. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Huh? What can I give God for all the benefits he have just shown me? You got any money to pay God back? <laughs> what, what, can, what can you render to God for all his benefits? Now, if you was to look at the 103rd Psalm, what did he say? Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is in me. Bless his only, bless the Lord, and forget not all his benefits, right? Who forgive us of our iniquities, who heal us from our diseases, who redeem our life from destruction, you know, who feed us with good things so that our youth is new. He goes on, you know. And, but, but what would you render to God? Amen. But notice what he says now in verse 13 of verse 116, verse 13. I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. See, what came with your salvation? What was in that cup? Amen. That means you are dead with Christ. Amen. If I take the cup of salvation, it means I'm dying to this world. I am now totally in the cahoots, if I can use that word, with Jesus Christ. I am sanctified. To be sanctified means you are totally sold out for the things of God. Amen. This is what you want. You're not your own. Look at Galatians at 2.20. What does Paul say? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. So this life in this flesh, I need to rejoice for what God is doing. I need to be excited about the cause of helping others be saved and come and to the knowledge of the truth. Amen. This life is not mine anymore. His his. He can do anything he wants. And I'm just thankful that he found fit to put me in the ministry. Amen. To be able to share the gospel. To be able to be a supporter at the cause. To see the lost and dying saved. What will I render? I will take that cup of salvation and pay my vows in the congregation. Amen. This is what God wants. Amen. We should be 100% excited. Every time we have an opportunity to do something for the cause of the lost to be saved. Amen. We should rejoice in this thing always. And again, I say rejoice. Sacrifice them for the cause. Look at Colossians 3.17. Go to some Colossians 3.17. Amen. Colossians 3.17. And whatsoever you do in word... Or indeed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Whatever you do for the cause, think about, you're not doing it to me. You're doing it to him. You remember what Jesus said in Matthew 25? He says, I was sick and you came unto me. I was in prison and you visited me. I was hungry and you gave me meat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. 
And he says, when you have did it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. So whatsoever we do, we should do it heartily in the name of the Lord. Look at verse 23, Colossians 3.23. Amen. Let's drop down a few verses. And whatsoever you do it, do it heartily unto the Lord and not unto men. What you're doing for the cause, you're sacrificing for the cause. Amen. You're doing it for God. You're doing it for the kingdom. This world is not your home. You're just passing through. God saw fit to allow someone to be in a place to where you could hear the truth and come into the knowledge of the truth. And we can't forget where we were. Amen. And what God has done for us. I don't know about you, but I know where I was. I was on the wrong pathway. I was on the wrong trail. Amen. But God saw fit to bring me into the knowledge of the truth. And so, therefore, I rejoice in every opportunity that I get to be a part of the cause to see the lost saved, whether it's a prayer meeting, whether it's sharing the gospel through a Bible study, whether it's giving to missions or whatever, I am excited to be a part of the cause to see the lost saved. That's why I get excited when the missions reports comes in, that their people on the other side of the flood is receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have reports of missionaries going into back jungles. Amen. And getting back there. And people are sharing just one leaf of the Bible. Amen. Just one leaf. And they turn the Bible up so that they can pass it around just so they can get one piece of the word of God think about that amen and we can get Bibles here in America for six dollars a piece amen when the Tolstads came through here we brought Bibles for them because I've been to Uganda and I know in the back jungles what it's like to see people walking to try to be able to hear the word of God and there's nothing more important to those people when you can give them a Bible amen I've seen people weep I've seen people cry amen because you are giving them something that is valuable to them i can remember our second trip into mongolia my wife and i because we knew we needed to be the street going into this country amen because it was one time part of the soviet union and so we knew we had to be the street because sometimes you know people will think let you think you are okay but then they can drag you onto the carpet so the second trip we didn't take uh, any Bibles with us like we did the first time. And we went to this one house and this one young girl, she was in high school at the time and she was studying. And as we got ready to leave her house, the first thing she asked, she says, did you bring any Bibles with you? And we says, no, we're sorry. We only have our own personal Bibles with us. My heart began to break. You know, Wow. Here's a young girl. She wants the word of God. She wants to. And my wife says to her, she says, I've got this personal Bible of mine. She says, I will give it to you under one condition that you promise that you will read it. She says, I promise. And as my wife handed her this Bible about this wide, one of the long two and a half three inch ones and she handed it to her and tears swell up in that young girl's eyes and and she was so excited she cradled it to her heart amen 
and beseech. You could tell how much she valued the word of God. Amen. And how bad she really wanted that, that Bible. Amen. In her life. Because the first trip I had given her brother one. And so now she wanted one. Amen. And so my wife gave her hers. And then a couple of years later we went back to Mongolia. Amen. And the last night we had our suitcases packed. And <clears throat> And we was waiting for a couple of hours, sitting in our room, waiting for get ready to go to the airport. And all of a sudden, it was a knock on the door, you know, and it was her. And she was working medical, and she had been out into the, the desert and stuff. And her sister and parents had told her that we was there, and she didn't want us to leave without being able to see us. And she came, and in her broken Mongolian, and we was trying to understand what she was saying. And all of a sudden, you know, I called my translator, and we got her on the phone with her and stuff. And the translator got back on the phone with me, and she says, she wants to be baptized in Jesus' name. So we immediately, man, went into the bathroom, filled the bathtub up, amen, with water, amen, and we baptized her in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All for the cause, amen. You can't put a price tag on the cause, amen. And this is what we've got to get into the habit of being a part of the cause, amen, to see the lost saved because we can rejoice in those causes, amen, when we hear, knowing that we are given to a part of something that is so much valuable, amen, in what we're doing. And this is what God desires, amen, is we walk by faith and not by sight, amen. We need to be excited about this thing called truth. We need to be excited about this gospel, amen, and be ready at every opportunity to share it, amen, and be a part of everyone else, amen, to be a support network. That's why, Paul, when you look at Philippians 4, amen, and and go to Philippians 4, start in verse 9, Philippians 4, verse 9. Notice what Paul said. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do in the God of peace shall be with you. See, Paul was a giver. Amen. He, he, he was willing to sacrifice himself for the cause. Amen. He was willing to die for Christ. That's sacrificing for the cause. Amen. Because he's, he's willing to share. Verse 10. Paul says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me have flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but you like opportunity. Verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am that would to be content. We have to learn contentment where we are. Amen. It's not about things. It's about him. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I know both how to be a base. I know how to abound. And everywhere in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to suffer hunger, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Verse 14. Notwithstanding, you have done well. That you did communicate with my afflictions, Paul says. Amen. Now you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. 
For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire to give, but I desire fruit that be abound to your account. Amen. You got any fruit in your account? (laughs) But I have all and abound. I am full, having received an epidemiologist, the things which you sent from you in order of a sweet smell and sacrifice acceptable and well-pleasing to God. Amen. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and runneth over. For with the same measure you meet, it will be meted to you again. Don't limit yourself. Amen. Pray and ask God, God, what will you have me to do? Amen. And listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. You know, one of the saddest things that to me as a pastor is when we're having faith promise service and I put out way in advance and said, pray and ask God, what will he have you to give per month to missions? And then some people says, I give this this month. That's not what the command was. You were to pray and ask God what he would have you to give, not lean to your own understanding. Because if you lean to your own understanding, you're not walking by faith. You're walking by your flesh and your own understanding. And usually people who is not rejoicing for the cause and praying and seeking God, they are usually discouraged. See, because your faith is not growing. You have to believe and trust God. And I tell you all the time, it's not between you and me. It's between you and God. If it don't come in, it's not between you and me. It's between you and God. God will supply your need. If he's the one that's telling you what to do, and he gives it to you, then you should give it. That's how you learn how to walk by faith. When God gives me a number, you know, that's what I write down. You know, and I trust him to do it. You know, and I've been young, and I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seeds begging bread. He will provide. Amen. We should rejoice in the sacrifice for the cause. Amen. That's what he wants. Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed. Renew your mind. Resume the way you think. Amen. We knew how you see this whole picture of Christianity. Renew your your outlook and rejoice in this thing. Get excited. Amen. This is your new life. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry to say it that way, but this is your new life 
And if you're not happy about this new life that he's given to you, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm sorry. Amen. So you need to get excited about this new life, not that old life. You know what it brought you. Get excited about what God is doing for you now. Amen. And rejoice always. Amen. Be, be willing to sacrifice for the cause, for the kingdom, and let God use you mightily. Amen. Let him use you. you but purpose, I'm going to let him use me in 2017 like he's never used me before. In the gifts of the Spirit and giving and worship and whatever. Amen. Purpose. Make a purpose in your heart. I'm going to be different at the end of 2017 if the Lord tarries and everything that I do for the kingdom. I'm not going to be in a complaint mode. I'm not going to be in a downtrodden mode. I'm going to be lifted higher and higher in Christ Jesus. I'm going to rejoice at every situation. Everything that comes against me, I'm going to rejoice. Amen. Praise God. Number five, rejoice in the Lord. Philippians 3, 1, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write to you the same thing to you twice. Indeed, is not grievous, but for you is safe. Amen. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Why does he say that? Rejoice in the Lord. To write to you the same thing to me is not indeed, it's not grievous, but for you is safe. Anybody? What do you think he's talking about? Da, 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 da. Anybody? Come on, that's not that hard, guys. There's no tricks here. <laughs> Anybody want to take a guess? <laughs> Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Thank you. (laughs) Rejoice in the Lord. That's all he's saying. That's all he's trying to get you to see. Wake up. (laughs) He said to tell you the same thing. It's it's not grievous. That's all he's saying. It's for your safety. You know, if I warn you again and again and again, it's for your safety. I'm concerned for you. I love you. That's what I'm going to tell you over and over again. It's what he's saying here. So he says, rejoice in the Lord. In other words, stay excited about God. It's not grievous to tell you that over and over again. It's for your safety. Amen. To be secured in God. To to love Him with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. That's why Philippians, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice evermore. Amen. Get excited about being happy. <laughs> As I said earlier, be excited about this new life that God has given you. Think about all those people out there that don't have what you've got. He didn't have to give it to you. He didn't have it to give it to me, but he did. And I'm going to rejoice about it. I'm going to be excited about the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be in it all 
ways. Amen. That's what I want to do. Amen. I want to rejoice in the Lord always from the rising of the sun and to the going down of the same. His name is to be praised. Amen. Because when I think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, and I thank God for saving me. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord continually. Amen. In all that I do. Peter says in 1 Peter 1 8, he says, Whom you have not seen, you love. And though you see him now, you believe. Amen. You rejoice. Amen. You believe. Yet rejoicing with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Amen. Receive ye the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. If you don't rejoice in the Lord, you ain't going to be saved. Because there's always going to be things that try to pull you away. Amen. This is why Paul says in Romans 8 and we know, 28, and we know. See, there's things you've got to know as a child of God. In Romans 8, 28, he says, and we know that all things work together to good to them that love God. To them who are the call according to his purpose. What did God call you for? To carry this truth. Amen. To sacrifice for the cause. To share the truth of the gospel to everyone you come in contact with. You are saved, Jesus says. You are the light that set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You, your purpose is to show others him. In your life, your actions, your attitudes, all of you, amen, is to be a reflection of him and his character so this world can see him through you and come to you and begin to be drawn to him through you. So we know that things work together for good. There's a purpose. Amen. Verse 29. Amen. For whom he did foreknow? did predestined to become conformed to the image of his son see god intended for you when he brought you out the world to become like his son in character and love and everything the fruit of the spirit to be an operation in your life this is why i go back to the onset you've got to spend some communion with him you've got to spend some time with him amen you begin to take on his nature you're gonna look like your dad you're going to act like your dad. Amen. The more time you spend with the person, you're going to be just like them. Amen. Guilty by association. You look like him, right? <laughs> so this is what you want. He wants you to be conformed to his image. That was the overall purpose of everybody that was created was to become like God. See? But we know sin entered into the world and blew it. But the new plan of testament salvation is to bring us right back to that image of Jesus Christ. That's like when God kicked them out of the Garden of Eden. Amen. It, 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 the only way they can get back in is they've got to come back through the angel, right? Because the sword is turning around everywhere to keep them out, right? Are not they ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those that are the heirs of salvation? Amen. So the preacher tell you how to get back into the garden. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. 
Amen. So we're to be conformed that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestine, to whom he also called, to whom he called them also justified, to him who justified, he glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Everybody, that's right. If God be for us, everybody else might as well be, right? Amen. Verse 32. For if God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is this to condemn? It is Christ to die, yea, but rather is risen again. And it is at the right hand of God which make intercession for us. Who shall separate us? From the love of God. You going to let something pull you away from God now that he brought you away? No. Amen. Shall the tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, peril, or sword, as it is written for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep unto the slaughter. Yea, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. And that we have to get into the rejoicing process because his love endured forever. His mercy is forever and ever. It is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed because his compassion fail not. They're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And so every morning I wake up, I got new mercies and so I rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice, amen, because of his goodness and his mercy. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. David says in Psalms 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, and of whom shall I be afraid? Amen. We ought to get in the habit of rejoicing that He is our salvation. He is my strength and my song. Amen. We should rejoice that we got a Savior. Amen. We should rejoice that he came to seek and to save that which was lost, which is us. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's not grievous. It's for your safety. Because see, if you don't rejoice, you know what's going to happen? You're going to regress. See? You're going to start complaining. You're going to start murmuring. You're going to start feeling low down. You're going to start bickering. The works of the flesh will begin to operate again in your life instead of the spirit. Amen. We walk by faith. See, the more you rejoice, the more you're excited about this thing, the more higher you're going to be in God. That's why he wants you to rejoice. It's for your safety. Amen. You ever read Psalms? I think it's 130. Is it 132? Let me see. See the 132 and 137. Give me two seconds. They hung their harps on the willow. Is it 137? You're a pretty smart guy, man. I tell you, he knows. Amen. Yes. Amen. 
verse 1 and 2. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remember Zion. We hang our harps upon the whittles in the midst thereof. Verse 3. For they that carried us away captive required us a song. And they said, that wasted us, required us mirth, saying, sing one of the old songs of Zion. Amen. Sing an old song, man. Why don't you sing? Here's your enemy trying to tell you what to do. (laughs) Come on. The enemy says, sing an old song. Now you're a prisoner. Won't you sing? You used to sing before. Dumb enemy is trying to tell them how to be victorious. You know, and look what they say. Verse 4. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Uh, you ever thought about opening your mouth? That's because you're going into captivity. That's because you're going through things in your life. Don't mean you stop singing the Lord's song. Amen. Whoso offered praise glorifieth me. Nay, him that order his conversation right. Well, I show the salvation of God. Lift up the hands that hang down. Amen. Lift up your voice in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. So no matter what you're going through, don't you hang your harps and songs on the widow. Amen. And and a, a weep. That's why it's called a weeping willow. Amen. You need to see, don't hang your instruments up. Don't hang your praise up. You need to get in the habit of rejoicing no matter what you're going through in life because this world is not your home if the enemy is going to encourage you to sing you better sing amen amen that's all they had to do they if they to start singing instead of complaining how can i sing the lord's song in a strange land well open your mouth amen that's what they should have been doing amen Because nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Amen. He knows the way that I take. And when I'm tried, I should come forth like gold. See? Because if all of them would have started singing the Lord's song, you know what happened? It would have blew their enemy's mind. Because God would have showed up immediately. See? And delivered them. So then let me encourage you. Rejoice in the Lord always. I don't care what you're facing. Sing. Rejoice. Be excited. Amen. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Remember the days of thy creator. Amen. So that you're able to get through this thing. Amen. And number six. Amen. Rejoice for the love and care of the church. Amen. Paul, amen, says in Philippians 4.10, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me have flourished again, wherein you were care also careful, but you liked the opportunity. Amen. Paul found joy in the fact that the church was a given church. This should be the attitude of the church to give. A church that does not give usually have heartaches and no joy. Amen. Have more heartaches than joy. Amen. We've got to get in the habit here of being excited about this thing. Amen. I want to be a part of a church that's excited. Amen. That's, that's, you know, we should be bubbling. We should be excited. Amen. 
about being a part of the kingdom and the things of God. Amen. Rejoice that the church cares. Amen. When, when it's, we say we're given to this cause or we're doing this or we're going out to do this, we're going to try to walk or pray or whatever, everybody should get excited because you're a part of a church that cares. Amen. God didn't build the church to die. He built the church to be a light on a hill. Amen. And last time I checked, you're the church. <laughs> You know, so I want to be a part of something that is alive forevermore. Amen. I want to be a part of something that's involved in my community. I want to be a part of someone that people that was willing to sacrifice and to do things for the cause of God. That's what I want to be a part of. That's the purpose of every church and every person that is born again. Amen. It's to be excited and rejoice in this thing. Amen. When we're doing things. Amen. Amen. You, you brought these T-shirts that you wear. It says, I love my church. Amen. If somebody asks you, why do you love your church? What would you tell them? <laughs> you know, you should know. Amen. I love my church. There's truth. Amen. They're about sharing the truth. They're about sharing the gospel. They're about helping people. Amen. Think of all the stuff that we do here as a church. You know, all these ladies come, they make blankets and all this stuff and Christmas trees and sandwiches and reaching out to people and the stuff that they do. It it blows my mind what God does to this church. Think about it. But, But that's good. Jesus is calling you. <laughs> Amen. But we, we've got to rejoice in this thing. Amen. And so as we start the new year, amen. But go back through these 12 lessons this year that you've, you've uh, gone, we've gone through. And I know we've hit a lot of it kind of heavy and stuff. And I don't know if I don't mind. It might, some of it still might be out there. You can go back and listen to it. Uh, some of the sermons that uh, and stuff that has been taught. But again, that's our overall purpose is that we all grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to be what he is asking us to be. And the more that we rejoice, the more that we rejoice, you will find that the better we feel about ourselves, the better we think about ourselves, our circumstances and everything else. Amen. And so. We, we want to do that. Amen. Uh, as we go forth here in the days ahead. And like I said, next year we're going to be talking about being overcomers. Amen. So, so prepare your heart and get ready to be an overcomer. Amen. Of self starting next Wednesday night. Amen as well. Sunday service. Amen. New Year's service. Amen. We'll start our New Year's service. It's amazing that Christmas and New Year's fall on service Sunday this year. So we're excited about this. At the end of Sunday service, we will be doing communion. Amen as well this Sunday. So get the word out. Amen to people that may want to take communion. Amen. We will be having communion this Sunday after the service as well. Amen. So come. So pray. Seek God. Amen. For Sunday service. Be a light. Amen. Be an encourager. Be a strength uh, to each and every one. Also, our midwinter camps are be coming up pretty soon up in Eau Claire. 
if you can make any of that, amen, we'll be glad to have you up there. Purpose Institute, if you would like to go to college and learn more about the Word of God, Purpose Institute's available as well as a good course, amen, you could take. Amen. I think it was a couple go. What is it? Spouse, one spouse is what, 400 a semester? Is it 400 a semester? And the wife gets to go, and the wife gets to go for like 10 bucks, right? <laughs> 10%? Yeah. You can't beat that with a stick, man. Get a semester of education for 10 bucks. Amen. As a, as a spouse. Amen. Well, good. Any questions on rejoicing?